Coming up on the Special Chronicle Show, episode 416, uh, we're talking all about self-advocacy, Joni, featuring my fellow SSIGM, Renee Manfredi, from uh, calling in to the podcast all the way from Special Olympics Hawaii, is coming up right now on SpecialChronicles.com. This is Special Chronicles, giving respect and a voice to people with special needs. Podcasting since 2008, this is a show where we're broadcasting disability stories from an insider's perspective, and we are giving a voice to people with special needs. This is your weekly guide to find and joy, acceptance, and inclusion. I shudder thinking how the world can be so Coming up on, you're listening to the Special Chronicles show on SpecialChronicles.com. My name is Daniel, founder of Special Chronicles and a Southern Tribal International Global Messenger with Special Olympics. So good. Excited to be back behind the mic. If you're listening to the podcast of this, then you should go check out the video on YouTube um, because we are giving a only live stream access to our uh, newsletter subscribers, but I am wearing some new StreamYard merch. StreamYard is what we use for the uh, live stream and for the uh, video of, of this of this podcast. Uh, the link in the show notes if you want to get your own StreamYard account. We've got a referral link in the show notes of this podcast, but I am uh, wearing some uh, s- uh, nice, comfy StreamYard sweatshirt that I just got in the mail along with my StreamYard coffee mug. So, we've got that going on. But um, that's the <laughs> that's not the point of, of this episode. This is episode 416 uh, of the Special Chronicles show right here on SpecialChronicles.com. So excited to welcome. Um, it's my attempt over the next few years to um, bring on um, all of our fellow uh, Southern Tribal International Global Messengers on this podcast program. Um, but uh, today, we're excited to welcome one of my fellow SONA, one of my fellow uh, North America in the U.S. Southern Tribal International Global uh, Messenger friends and colleagues uh, calling into the podcast all the way from Hawaii when they... And Freddie, welcome, Renee, to the Special Chronicle Show. Aloha, Daniel. Thank you so much for having me here again. This is really exciting. Yeah, and um, you, this is uh, now your first time on this podcast program. We have we've done, um, which I have to remember to put put links in the show notes. But you were on our health series, we did a three part along with Hannah um, and Dr. Lisa Bassano, the chief health officer. I think that's one. I don't know. I think I, hopefully I got, I got that title right. Um, but our inclusive health uh, podcast series that we did. Yes, uh, and, I remember that. That was a lot of fun. And then we did most recently a couple, a, a few weeks ago, I think it was, or a month ago. I don't know. Uh, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago that we did another one. Yeah. With Hannah. Uh, it de- might have been about advocacy. Yeah, I, th- I think it was dealing with intolerance. Intolerance, that's it. But this time, so this time is all about 
Yosef Advocacy Journey and Witty Mo. Well, Yosef Advocacy Journey is the title of this episode and kind of the main theme, but it's, it's also kind of also sharing your story um, of how you came to Special Olympics as an athlete leader and, um, yeah, just um, that. Because um, uh, we had Ian on a couple years ago, which is one of our most popular episodes. Um, like, I think maybe over 2,000 <laughs> listeners wow. on, on, on his episode. Um, Hannah, we had, we had on when we all applied to be SSI GMs. She was on, like, six months before we all met in person. And then Brina, um, oh, yeah, Emmanuel was on as well, um, I think, a couple years ago as well. And then um, Brina was on, like, six, seven years ago. So, like, long wow. before we were SSI GMs, um, Brina was <laughs> when I was an early guest. Um, along with, yeah, so it shows how, um, yeah, so we're, we're slowly kind of working our way through, through the other SSI GMs. But for those listeners that may not have tuned in to your, to our inclusive health series, um and might just be tuning in now. Why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us what disability or disabilities you were diagnosed with, your involvement in Special Olympics as a SSI GM and athlete leader and staff for your um, Special Olympics Hawaii office. And yeah. Well, aloha, everyone. My name is Renee Manfredi. I am a Special Olympics Hawaii athlete. I am also a global messenger a health messenger, a Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger for Special Olympics International. I am also a staff member as the Athlete Leadership and Healthy Communities Assistant for Special Olympics Hawaii. And how I got involved in Special Olympics is actually kind of a funny story. Um, I didn't know about Special Olympics until after my family and I moved here and I got out of high school. And my mom and I talked about it, but I was a little bit hesitant because when I was in school, one of the things that got me made fun of was not being talented in sports. Nobody really liked having me on my team because on their team because I didn't understand the rules. But when I went to Special Olympics Hawaii for the first time. It was like walking through a door, a door of possibility and opportunity. And no one laughed at me or yelled at me if I messed up in a sport, especially the coaches. They were encouraging, supportive, and they just said, that's okay, keep going, we'll work on it. To backtrack from my story, I have an invisible disability and a learning disability. My disability is autism, and when I was in school, a lot of my fellow classmates didn't understand. They always made fun of me. Um, School was overwhelming. It went fast, and I was scared, and the only way I could express what I was feeling was through movie quoting, and that Mm -hmm. got me made fun of a lot. And then later on, I'm sorry, I'm backtracking and kind of going off topic. um, Moving forward, a few years after I became a Special Olympics athlete, 
my mentor, Nippo, took me aside and asked me, would I be interested in joining their Global Messengers program? Well, I didn't know what being a Global Messenger meant. My first question to her was, would I still be an athlete? And she said, of course you will. So (laughs) I have to chuckle at that. But um, I was scared and a little uncertain of how people would react to me. Would people even care about what I had to say? Would they even listen? Mm -hmm. So in the training, I learned something. I learned that I have a voice and that what I have to say is very impactful and important. And the more I practiced, the more I felt inspired to share my story with the hope that I'm inspiring change. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I want to comment on, on a few things. Um, uh, yeah, a few things that you said, um, and, and then we'll move on um, to the next segment. Yes, yeah. Um, but one thing you said was, uh, you, well, so when you introduce yourself, you, you said that you are a global messenger and a health messenger. So there's a lot of messenger woes. Um, that you have, and I think that we'll we'll get to a little bit more in your story as we move on in this episode on your on your self advocacy journey. I think a lot of these messenger roles, whether it's a, as a global messenger or a health messenger, um, it kind of speaks to what will event, speaks to a part of your self advocacy journey, a, a part of your of your of the self advocacy that you do today, I think a, a lot of these messenger roles that you have that I have lead to what now people refer to as self advocacy, and I think you you put this in the show notes, and I'll share it with the listeners because it also um, something that. I relate to it. And I think there's a lot of, I also have invisible disabilities just like you with LD. And so we share a, f- a few things in, in common. Well, also you said that you're not talented in like a lot of people said that you were, you were not talented in sports. And that's an, an, another thing that growing up as well in school that, that I share in common with you as well. Um, but back to what I, I I said about how a lot of those messenger woes that you have have kind of lead to the self-advocacy. And something that you said that you put in the show notes of how, and I'm trying to find, because I, I think we'll, we'll get to it in a little bit, um, but I think I, I remember what you said, and that is that up until today, you never really fully knew what self-advocacy was. And that's something that, um, a long time ago in uh, growing up and stuff, I I I didn't really know what self advocacy was as well. It, it wasn't until like becoming a, a global messenger and now an an SSIGM that kind of f- it's making more sense to like what we're doing is self advocacy. 
And I think that speaks to a lot of the messenger wars. I don't know if you want to comment on that, but it, it kind of seems a lot of these, whether it's global messenger or health messenger, and in Malta, I'm going to hopefully be trained as a health messenger, so I'll be joining you and Hannah with that messenger role. But I think a lot of these messenger roles that we have uh, in Special uh, Olympics speaks to that self-advocacy Joni speaks to that self-advocacy that we have. I know if, if, you, if you want to comment These on that. These are all stepping stones to being an advocate. Yeah. I forgot to mention that as a health messenger, when I learned about that, I became really passionate during my health messenger training because I learned about some pretty alarming health statistics that individuals with ID, such as myself and you and others, most importantly, face every day. I learned that, well, my goal as a health messenger is to talk directly to doctors and healthcare professionals to offer suggestions about how to best treat their patients that have IDD, because many of them base a person's symptoms on their disability alone. It's called diagnostic overshadowing, and they don't really listen to their patients. So my hope as a health messenger and Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger is to break down the barriers and offer new ways for them to treat their patients. This is all advocacy, and it's important that we use it. Awesome, awesome. Uh, you, like you said, and yeah. like you said, Daniel, I didn't really know what advocacy was until I joined the Hawaii Self Advocacy Advisory Council, or SAC. Oh, Self Advocacy Advisory Council for the State of Hawaii. Got that backwards. <laughs> And it was there that I learned the importance of self-advocacy. There are some steps that you take. First, you learn about speaking up for yourself. And that's something that I'm still working on, yeah. I confess. Yeah, yeah. But I, you, then later on down the line, you learn how to speak up for others. And that's something that I've realized is so much easier than speaking up for yourself. That takes a lot of work and time. But... No one knows you better than you do, so that's that's important. You really got to learn how. Yeah, and and something that you 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 just spoke to right now was how in I guess in the health messenger world that you have your witty, um, and through the self advocacy and the health messenger roles that that you currently have, your one of the big things that you are self advocating for is speaking to. Doctors and as um, uh, in Illinois, I'm the co-chair of our athlete leadership council, and one one of the things that we, I guess, are, are trying to, I guess, create more trainings for is how we can, uh, through the health messenger training, is is how can we help to speak to doctors, um, and. So, so, is there maybe a few? And I, I guess we're, we're, we're kind of jumping all over the place in the <laughs> show notes, a, a, just a little bit. But is there maybe a lesson? Like, like, is, is there maybe like one or two tips that you can share? Or, um, and and I'm sure that this this is probably a much bigger conversation than what we we have time for on this episode because there's a lot in. Your self-advocacy journey, that your self-advocacy story that we 
Oh, trying to covering in in one episode with without making this a two hour podcast episode. <laughs> so, but is there maybe one or two tips that you have that you have for other for other athlete leaders when they speak to their doctor or doctors? Um, yes, um, one of the things that. I have is building relationships with your doctor that will take some time and trust. I find that trust is really, really big because if you don't build a relationship focused on trust, well, then you're not really getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. So here I have, we've also built relationships through the healthy athlete program. I think you're familiar with that. Yeah. Healthy athlete is um, yeah. there are free screenings for individuals with IDD that are hosted at my state games under yeah. normal circumstances. Yeah, and and we get the opportunity to build relationships with doctors. And there are I think seven different screenings. I'm not sure, but they focus on the eyes, the mouth. It's just a great opportunity to build relationships with doctors. Yeah, abs- absolutely. And um, one thing you said uh, uh, about how, and I'm I'm, I'm blanking on what I said, but let's let's it'll probably come back back to, back to me in a little bit. But let, let's let's move on now and share with us your backstory. You mentioned a little a little bit about your early years, but maybe maybe now we can go into just. Just a little bit more detail about your your early years, and just tell us about your your chi- chi- childhood and school years, and joys and challenges, and bullied and and accomplishments. Well, that's going to be a really tough subject. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess said earlier, yeah. um, it's still fairly painful for me. Yeah. So I hope you'll excuse me if I need a few minutes yeah. to collect myself. Yeah, that's that's okay. Um. We will go back to school. Um, I forgot to mention, along with my autism, I also have a learning disability. And that made things really challenging for school. Um, I don't always understand instructions. Sometimes they can look all jumbled. But um, that really set me apart from my fellow classmates. Um, I always felt like I was lagging behind while everybody else was ahead. And that really was tough. And I also felt small. Um, give me a minute. It's okay. It wasn't always easy. I had some friends who actually took me under their wing. And included me and made certain that I was included in everything. That made all the difference in the world. Um, I was mainstreamed my my whole life until I was a senior in high school. That was the first time that I was ever in a special ed program. So my whole life, I felt like I was alone. That I was the only one in the world that was different. Sorry, this is okay. Sorry. 
And that's why I like to talk about Special Olympics. Yeah. yeah. So, Special Olympics yeah. changed my life. And it gave me opportunities to see that I do have skill. I do have talent. And one of the things that I'm really good at is that, other than sports, is that I'm a singer. Yeah. Um, as my role as a sergeant, I'm kind of bouncing again. It's okay. It's okay. I'm to put myself up. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. In my role as a Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger, one of the opportunities that I had was the opportunity to sing the national anthem for the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. That was something that I never saw coming, and it was a great opportunity because my dad's entire family is from there in Boston. Mm -hmm. So it was like a big family reunion. (laughs) <laughs> and some of my family members, aunts and uncles, they came and cheered me on. It was just, it was just great. I mean, Special Olympics is, Special Olympics is just so incredible. It's really changed my life in ways that I never saw coming. Awesome. And I, I'm just I'm being I'm being seen not just as an individual with an intellectual and developmental disability, but as a person that has skills, talents, and that I have value. We all have value, and we are all a part of society. And it should be our goal as global messengers, health messengers, SSIGMs, to try to break down the barriers. Because there are so many people out there that don't think we have value when that's not true. We do. We are a huge part of society. And if people are given a chance to show what they can do, you may be surprised. You never know what you're going to find. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's, um, we'll, we'll get, we'll get into more about your war as, uh, um, Single and, and and singing at at the Boston Red Sox um, game a couple years ago in a, l- a little bit more uh, as we can continue uh, telling and and as we continue telling your story and your self self advocacy story and journey uh, in Special Olympics and one thing that you said about how Special Olympics changed your life I I had a lot of the same issues with my LD setting me aside for my classmates and really feeling a lot of the same not good emotions because of what those classmates not understanding what I'm able to do. And I'm sure a lot of your classmates couldn't understand how like a lot of your classmates and a lot of my classmates from in our school years, didn't fully understand what that it, it takes us longer, but we still have value. And that's what, just like what you said, of how Special Olympics changed your life, Special Olympics changed my life as well, and how we wouldn't be the people that we are today. We wouldn't be the Southern Tribal International Global Messengers that we are today if it wasn't for Special Olympics, if it wasn't for the sports 
programs that we participate in. If it wasn't for the leadership programs that we participate in and the health programs and um, the education programs, if, if it wasn't for the sports, leadership, health, and education programs, then our lives wouldn't be the same. And so it's it's because of all the, of the sports, leadership, health, and education programs, the Special Olympics gives gives us that we can now sit behind these microphones, we can now sit on this podcast and tell our listeners, tell our global audience just how powerful and just how Special Olympics has changed your life, Renee, has changed my life, and the oval six million, six million athletes across the globe. Um, I think I have that number right. <laughs> we probably should have checked that out a little bit before going live, but yeah. Let's move on. And, and growing up, you, you, you must, you as, as well as myself, we have invisible disabilities. So growing up, did your peers see you with having intellectual disabilities? And if yes or no, tell us why or why not. And how this growing up with your peers, either yes or no, with seeing you with either seeing or not seeing you, you with having intellectual disabilities. How has that has affected your self advocacy story? And you're joining, and you really your self advocacy story that you are sharing today with our listeners. Um, no. To answer your question, Daniel, yeah. my peers didn't understand. Yeah. For them, I was just the weird. I was just the weird girl. I was the girl that just quoted movies and acted strange. And to them, I was stupid, and they didn't want me around. Mm-hmm. Well, not to, not to everyone. Yeah, but a few of them. A few of them. And you know, it was tough. Um, it helps me be kinder towards others. Now that I'm older, and I know. I didn't understand. It helps me to look for someone left behind who feels exactly the way you and I used to feel. And that makes all the difference in the world. And you are so right. It takes yeah. all these experiences to, to really be kind and try to make a difference. Yeah. I think it, it takes all of these experiences. It, it, it takes all of these experience, the painful that you have just described a, a little bit earlier, and the joys and the accomplishments. It takes all of these to build our story, to build our self-advocacy story, but really to build our stories in life. That's one of the things at, that... As a communicator, as a as a as a, a podcaster, that these past twelve now over thirteen years now, that I love telling and showing all stories, and what I found and what you have just just explained now is that it takes all these little bits of all stories 
the challenges it takes even all disability labels like my mom said it's a label that society puts on us it's a label that our doctors put on us um but it's not it, yeah yeah so it, it's 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 just a pout of our story and when people listen for example when people listen to this episode of of this podcast and heal every bits of your story they can fully understand exactly who you are they can fully understand who we are and that's why it's important that through platforms such as this podcast that we have to share with society with the mainstream society that that, that they can heal what we what what, what we're able to to do and uh yeah so let's move on and um in a minute um but we're gonna go ahead there is something else i want to yeah. say sorry to yeah off. no no it's okay the skills that i gained as an athlete gave me the confidence oh, to branch out and join yeah. leadership program. Awesome. awesome we'll get into a little bit more of the leadership skills that, that you have learned um, as well as a little bit more of your special Olympic story, uh, as we as we continue sharing Renee Yale's South advocacy story on this episode, we're gonna we'll add about the half hour mark. We're gonna take a short um, sponsor break, a short partner break, um, to let people know how they can join join our supporters and hear a, a few uh, a few messages from our. Partners at at Special Chronicles. When we come back, folks, you will hear more from Renee Manfredi calling in from uh, Hawaii, sharing her special Olympic story and Witty sharing her self advocacy story right here on the Special Chronicles show. When we continue right here on SpecialChronicles.com. We'll be right back. Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. As an independent public media podcast, Special Chronicles will, will always be there for you. Now we're asking you to be there for us. As a nonprofit independent media organization, we can only make programs like Special Chronicles with listener support. Our programs provide weekly candid, honest, and inspiring conversations about the people with disabilities community that creates awareness, support, and advocacy within each week's episode. Listeners tell us our shows are an enjoyable and necessary podcast for the intellectual and developmental disability community and everyone else who is able to listen to stories about life from a different angle. Please, if you and your family love our weekly podcast, make a one-time monthly or, or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give. Support for Special Chronicles comes from Comed. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comed Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. Comed is powering lives and really is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powered on. As Comrade powers the lives of us, they're literally giving a voice to people with, with special needs. We thank Comrade for the generous support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash Comrade. That's specialchronicles.com slash Comrade. 
Hi, my name is Lisa Noble, and I'm a Common Energy Force Ambassador and an athlete with Special Olympics Illinois. Hi, my name is Daniel Spikowski, and I also am a Combat Energy Force Ambassador and founder of a company called Special Chronicles. The Combat Energy Force program is a program that hires people with disabilities to teach the public how to save energy and money. It's the country's first energy efficiency program of its kind. Saving energy is especially important while everyone is at home due to COVID-19. We're using more electricity than ever before. Just think about how many more times you are opening the roof for your door these days. And while the economy is stressed, it's more critical than ever to save money where we can. Following these tips can save energy and money in this time of COVID-19. Wash your clothes in cold water and use the dryer sparingly. Your dryer can take up to seven times more energy than the washroom. Turn off and unplug any electrical devices or power strips you are not using. Electrical devices can continue to zap power even when turned off if they're still plugged in. We call them vampire devices. Use LED bulbs. They use 25% less energy than incandescent bulbs and last up to 25 times longer saving you lots of money over time. Keep your refrigerator between 35 and 38 degrees. And be sure to use energy style appliances. And last but not least, check out comment.com slash home savings for more tips and rebates. Lisa and I would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. Remember, we are all in this together. Stay healthy. And stay safe. Bye. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly, depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly. And for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. We're not just athletes. We are the ambassadors of an uprising. Peaceful protesters. In a rebellion against anyone who has a fear of difference. 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 Our demands are equality. Equality. Equality, dignity, 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 and the recognition of our shared humanity. We will not stop or accept anything less. Today, our world is more divided than ever, and coming together has never been more urgent. The revolution is inclusion. Find out more at jointherevolution.org. You listen. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's. <laughs> and, uh, you're listening to the Special Chronicles show. Right here on SpecialChronicles.com. Uh, my name is Daniel, founder of Special Chronicles and a Southern Tribal International Global Messenger. Uh, our guest on the program is my friend and colleague, Wene Manfredi, fellow uh, Southern Tribal International Global Messenger, special, calling in from Special Olympics Hawaii. Aloha again, everyone. Welcome back. And on the program today, we are um, going to, we are continuing your self-advocacy story 
uh, on this episode, 416 of the Special Chronicles Show. You can click the link in the show notes of this episode oh, in, the, in the description, wherever you're listening to podcasts or on YouTube uh, uh, for the show notes for this episode, specialchronicles.com slash podcast 416. And we really hope that you will join our supporters, uh, make a one-time monthly or annual gift so we can continue to share stories like Winnie's and continue to share our stories um, on this podcast, on the, this platform, on this this network that is Special Chronicles on SpecialChronicles.com. So please, once again, um, go to um, SpecialChronicles.com slash give. Join our supporters and make a gift today. Um, with that, we're going to move on. And um, we're uh, going to kind of finish the backstory part of your self-advocacy story uh, and and. and we mentioned right before that that break about how Special Olympics has changed your life. It it's changed my life. It's changed the lives of over six million athletes across the uh, across the globe that are part of this movement, along with you and me. So, as you tell your Special Olympic story, talk to us for a little bit. Tell us about how you first got involved in your local special Olympics program in, in Hawaii and uh, then our special Olympics, North America region. And now at, and at the global level, like, like myself, we, we are both two out of total of 10 of us uh, that have reached the highest level of athlete leadership as Southern Survival International Global Messengers. So tell us, uh, your story of your involvement in Special Olympics as an athlete leader through our leadership and health programs and your whole Special Olympic story. Thank you so much, Daniel. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I didn't know about Special Olympics or even what it was until I moved here after high school. Um, it's actually kind of a funny story. My mom and I talked about it, and I was nervous because, as I mentioned earlier, I was often made fun of in school because I wasn't what you'd consider talented in my sports. So I was hesitant, but my mom said that if we, we'll give it a try, and if we don't like it, we won't ever come back. Mm-hmm. So we went. I joined during basketball season, and... Everybody was so welcoming. I got hugs. I got high fives. And it was just so incredible. It was like walking through a door, a door of opportunities. And it was like a breath of fresh air. I could actually hold my head up, look around, and not be afraid. It was so incredible. Awesome. And you will get into a little bit more of your um, well continue sharing your special Olympic story, but when I um, bring up one thing you, you said about how you and your mom and your family wasn't exactly sure. Um, that's how my mom and family fought as well before I got involved. And now I love how you said it was a breath of fresh air and that it was a dole of opportunities that you walked in as soon as you um, started 
get involved as an athlete and, and now athlete leader that it it, it it really is a dole of opportunities. It's a brush a breath of fresh air and that everybody is so welcoming when you get involved in Special Olympics. Two, yeah, and it was the yeah. first time that I could actually hold my head up and stand up straight, and not slouch. Awesome. And what you said about how your, your family and was a little hesitant, but now is your family is involved as well. And when we were at the World Games in Abu Dhabi, that was where we, we first met your um, mom. My mother. Uh, yeah, your um, uh, uh, mother. And because uh, you guys spoke, I think, at, at, the, at a family event. Yeah, it was a family reception. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. The opportunity to give a speech, my mom and I, and it was so much fun going back and forth and sharing our story from my perspective, from my mom's perspective, and I think it made a huge impact. At least I'd like to think so. Awesome, awesome. And so let, let's now. Go, well, is 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 there anything else part of your special story that you? I don't know if, if, if we touched on what sports that you participated oh, well, in. Yeah, we should, I should have done that earlier. <laughs> I, 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 know, I know. Usually we, usually when I have other athletes on, we, we usually get to that at the beginning of your story. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I totally forgot about I know. that. So sorry, guys. To backtrack, I am a year-round athlete. I compete in four sports. I am a basketball player, softball player, a swimmer, and a soccer player. So... Awesome, awesome, and I as well am a year-round athlete um, as well. Um, but I participate in swimming, just like you, and basketball, and I'm stout in unified golf. One of our foundation board members from in Illinois here, he was actually in Abu Dhabi, and Chris, my mentor, we were talking with him in when we were in Abu Dhabi, and he wanted to. Uh, we were talking about golf, and so if, if it wasn't for the global pandemic last year, we we would have already started unified golf. But uh, so ho- hopefully now, when kind of things kind of get back in place, we can pick up. I I can pick up unified golf to add that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's funny you should mention unified sports because my softball team. I'm actually on the unified softball team now. It started awesome. last year before the pandemic went down. It was actually pretty cool. We have a few individuals with ID along with individuals without, and I loved it. Awesome. And speaking of, you know, we're, we're kind of jumping all over, over the place again, but we'll, we'll get back on to the show notes in, in a quick moment. But speaking of unified sports that we should mention, um, and I guess it's not what he uh, spoke per se, but you and I, along with Hannah, we uh, participated in the Sona Move Challenge, I think. Is that right? Yes, that's right. We are participating in the Sona Move. Uh, That's a virtual walk that we are about to get started in. There was another one that started uh, maybe a few months ago. It's called the Sona Stride, and that was a lot of fun. 
But we are going to do that on March 15th. That's when the Sona Move will begin. And if you are interested, we actually have a team. Yeah, we do. Um, It is the Sona Movals and Change Makers, I think. That's the name. Yes, yes. Change Speaker Change. I'm not getting it right either. Yeah, I'm not getting it. it well, uh, change makers. That's, that's what it is. We really should have. If 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 Antela is listening to this, we really should have looked it up before we started recording. But um, yeah. um, I we don't have the link in front of us now, but maybe we, we can try to add it to the show notes later. But if they follow, oh wait, I think I got that wrong. Um, if they follow. Um, hashtag Sona Move. That's S O N A Move. Hashtag Sona Move on um, Instagram or Facebook or um, uh, um, Twitter, and they can follow us and and everybody else participated in the Sona Move challenge. Um, yeah, Sona Move. Just follow that hashtag uh, Sona Move, and uh, you can beginning on March fifteenth. We will be. Um, getting out and moving along with other people across all region. So we should mention that. Uh, with that, we'll, let's let's move on. And um, uh, oh, you wrote a few things in 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 the notes here for your backstory. But is is is, is there any, any, anything else part of your special Olympic story that you want to share with all listeners? I would say one more thing was that when I joined the Global Messenger Program, I was scared, but I learned something important that day. I learned that I have a voice, and what I have to say matters. Everyone has a voice. They just, um, with I think with some the right encouragement and support and guidance, they will be able to find it. Awesome. I love that, that you say that as well. When I, if, if, if it wasn't for getting involved in the athlete leadership programs, um, that was just, just like you was how I, how I found that I, I have a voice and that what I say matters. Um, that's a big reason um, of why I even founded this platform and, and this podcast um, on specialchronicles.com. Um, but back to what, back to your, your story, and as we, we move on, you, you mentioned again before that, before we took we took that Pouton sponsor break about some of your leadership skills, and now maybe we can go into just uh, just a little bit more detail about what's a leadership skill that you have learned from your involvement as a Southern survival in international global messenger that that you have that you have improved since we became SSIGMs. I think that being a mentor is like the number one thing about being an SSIGM. You are learning. It's a little like school. You are learning. But at the same time, you are taking back what you've learned and encouraging your fellow teammates and athletes to become leaders themselves. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. It's That's, I think, one of the big biggest leadership skills that you have loaned and um and like for example we just took part um i think it was a, a few days ago we took part in a 
linked uh, the Microsoft did for us a LinkedIn training that we uh, we took part in that it was a uh, that LinkedIn profile training that we oh um I wasn't able oh, to attend okay. because for me that was two thirty oh, oh yeah okay well ho- hopefully you'll be able to watch the, the recording of it. Because it was very good, but yeah, but yeah, but those those other stuff. But back to what you said about being a mentor and the leadership skills. I I think that 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 that's a powerful leadership skill that you have learned um, from being in, as being in SSIGM. And um, one of the I know that this is, this is mostly your story, but I'll, I'll just share. With you and the listeners, one of the list of skills that I've learned is is listening, because especially when when all when when I, when us when you and I and our fellow SSI GMs are together, whether we're at the World Games or if we're together, or even just on Zoom meetings as well, being able to listen to each other from different cultures, from different countries, from different states, from different walks of life. I think listening is an, uh, is a, uh, another good leadership skill. I don't know if you wanted to comment on that, but I, th- I really loved your leadership skill as well. So I think being a mentor and Yeah, listening. I agree. Listening is also impactful too. Yeah. And I also think that these skills have given me the confidence to branch out and join other leadership programs. I love that SOHI offers those opportunities to us by focusing not on our disabilities, but our abilities. Mm-hmm. They really bring that to the surface. Awesome. Awesome. Well, well let's move on uh, and um, Shil, you mentioned a lot about the, the impact that being involved in Special Olympics has on your life, how it's changed your life, and especially with a lot of the athlete leadership roles that you have had and the messenger roles that you've had from being a global messenger and an SSIGM to being a health messenger. But and you mentioned that you and your family were a little hesitant in first getting involved in Special Olympics. So, why did you want to become involved in this whole movement, this movement of the inclusion revolution, this, this whole movement and incredible organization that is Special Olympics? Well, that's a really good question. I was, in short, I was just hoping to find somewhere to fit in. As I mentioned, I, um, when I was in school, I was mainstreamed my whole life. And my father is recent retired Navy, so we moved constantly. So I had no idea there were others. I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to belong. I was lonely, and so basically anything would do if it meant that I could belong. And when I joined Special Olympics, it was the first time that people accepted me as I am. There were no high expectations there was just, it's okay to be you. Awesome. And that was just something like I never saw coming. And 
I love it. It's changed my life. Awesome. I've never experienced that before. Awesome. And those we mentioned, or I should say you mentioned a few of the uh, messenger roles, a few of the athlete literature roles that you have. And why did you first want to become a public speaker, an ambassador, and an athlete leader, and now a, a, a Southern Tribal International Global Messenger for Special Olympics, why? Like, what? Can you maybe speak to a little, a little bit of why you wanted to become um, this? Because I, I think it in 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 I in we'll kind of put all the messenger roles in special Olympics all kind of together in one. But why did you want to um, uh, have the these these messenger roles for special Olympics? Because I think it speaks a lot to your self advocacy story. Well, um, as I mentioned, I was scared, but I also said that I learned that I have a message to share. When I gave my first speech, it was about my story, how Special Olympics changed my life, and I presented it to our board of directors. That was my first step in, and I think the speech was so-so. It was talking about a painful time in my life. And <laughs> I have to laugh because I was pretty much just sobbing through the whole thing. Yeah. But what really touched me was that one of the board members was crying too. And that really took me by surprise. It never occurred to me that my story could have that kind of effect on somebody. And he even said, when are we going to do something about this? When are we going to try to change these things? Awesome. I learned from there that, wow, my story really has a huge impact. I learned how important it is to create change for more persons with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so every opportunity from being a global messenger, a health messenger, and an SSIGM is another opportunity for me to share my story and spread the message of inclusion in the hopes of breaking down barriers. Awesome. Yeah. I love that you said that, that it's all like, well, I loved everything that, that you said there, but one, I think, powerful thing that you said uh, is, uh, um, and I, I'm writing it down here, but I should say it right now, is one of the powerful things that I think you said about all, all of these messenger leadership roles is that it really breaks down barriers, and I think that's a really powerful thing when, when we talk about your self. When, when we talk about it and really share with our listeners the power of your self advocacy story, the power of having these messenger roles in the Special Olympics is it really does. Just like when we're, when people see us competing in sports, when people come to our competitions, the same thing is when they see us get behind the microphone, whether we'll whether we'll record in a podcast or we'll speaking at, at the family or media reception at, at, at or an event at World Games uh, or we'll speaking on a video for Bank of America or whatever, which we'll get to in a moment. But all these messenger roles that we, these messenger roles, these messenger leadership roles in Special Olympics will all 
breaking down barriers and we are able to really through these roles change lives, change people's lives um, by having these roles. So as we continue sharing your self-advocacy journey, your self, your, once again, our guest on the Special Chronicles show is Renee Manfredi calling in all the way from Hawaii, one of my fellow SSI GMs. As we continue to share your, your self-advocacy journey, tell us about a, a tell us about your story of you, you, you touched a little bit on, on it and now maybe, maybe we can kind of be brief because we still have a few more things in the show notes and we'll come in it. We'll reach in that one hour mark in just a few moments from now. So maybe we'll take another brief um, sponsor break. Um, not as long as the last one, but just a brief one um, in just a few moments from now. Um, but let's go ahead and share with us briefly a little bit more about your self-advocacy journey, a little bit more of share your self-advocacy story in becoming an athlete leader to today becoming an SSIGM and share me a brief highlight of your self-advocacy story. Oh my, there are just so many thoughts that come to mind. I would say in one word, faith. I would say that it takes a great amount of faith and belief in God to trust. To trust and believe that he has a plan and a purpose for you. That is what really got me through my school years, the support, sorry, (laughs) the support and encouragement from my parents, from my mom who was always there to be there for me and my sister. Um, to wipe tears, to hold us, to always remind us that God is there. He has a plan. I would say it takes a great amount of faith, as I said earlier, to strive, to move forward. And he has led me down such an incredible path. He has led me to being not just an athlete, but a global messenger, health messenger, a Sergeant Shriver International Global Messenger, and who knows what else is on down the road? Only he does. So I awesome. would say keep the faith. Awesome, awesome. Great. Also, sorry to cut no, you no, off. No, no, I also believe that this is such a privilege to be the voice of others who have not found theirs yet. I'm always hoping that when I give a speech, someone, anyone is inspired and says, hey, I can do this too. Well, you know what? You can. Awesome. Awesome. Great, great message, and um, and uh, definitely, definitely uh, worth sharing with our listeners. Um, we're we're gonna go ahead, and because we'll reach in the uh, with just about about a minute, reach in the one hour mark of this um, episode of this podcast. This is episode four and sixteen. Our guest is Renee Manvadi, fellow SSIGM, calling from Hawaii. When we come back from the break, we will uh, continue to share when a yourself advocacy story will we'll, we'll get into a few highlights from a couple of years ago of both of us as us as IGMs being at uh, from the world games Abu Dhabi in March of 2019 we'll get into your a uh, little bit more the potence of self advocacy and uh, being uh, the the video and singing at the Bank of America on Red Sox. I think I put that in the show notes. I have to find it during that break. But uh, we'll get into all of that um, 
Wene's self-advocacy journey, Wene's self-advocacy story continues right here on the Special Chronicles show on specialchronicles.com. When we, when, when we return from this break, don't go away, uh, don't have pause. We'll be right back right here on specialchronicles.com. Support for Special Chronicles comes from listeners like you. As an independent public media podcast, Special Chronicles will, will always be there for you. Now we're asking you to be there for us. As a nonprofit independent media organization, we can only make programs like Special Chronicles with listener support. Our programs provide weekly candid, honest, and inspiring conversations about the people with disabilities community that creates awareness, support, and advocacy within each week's episode. Listeners tell us our shows are an enjoyable and necessary podcast for the intellectual and developmental disability community and everyone else who is able to listen to stories about life from a different angle. Please, if you and your family love our weekly podcast, make a one-time monthly or, or annual gift of thanks today. Support this podcast at specialchronicles.com slash give. That's specialchronicles.com slash give. Support for Special Chronicles comes from Comed. Special Chronicles is proud to partner with the Comed Energy Force Ambassador Program. The Energy Force is the country's first energy efficiency education program designed for and taught by people with disabilities. Comed is powering lives and really is powering us here at Special Chronicles to keep the lights on and our technology is powered on. As Comrade powers the lives of us, they're literally giving a voice to people with, with special needs. We thank Comrade for the general support of our mission at Special Chronicles. Learn more at specialchronicles.com slash Comrade. That's specialchronicles.com slash Comrade. You're listening to the Special Chronicles show. This is uh, on specialchronicles.com uh, my name is Daniel Fallon, North Pastor Chronicles, and along with our guest, uh, a, a Southern Survival International Global Messenger with Special Olympics. We uh, are back as we continue sharing, sharing our guest, uh, calling in from Hawaii, Wene Manfredi, uh, as we continue to share Wene's self-advocacy story, Wene's self-advocacy journey, or story, or self-advocacy story. And we mentioned that, we'll, we'll, so welcome back, Renee. <laughs> Hello, and let's let's now get in to as we 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 mentioned we're both Southern Fiber International One Global Messenger, and one of those things you mentioned earlier on in this episode how get involved in Special Olympics is a door of, of opportunities that we walk into we 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 walk in through this door of opportunities one of the one of the when we one of the doors of opportunities that we walked into as Southern Tribal International Global Messengers is the was the opportunity to go to the World Games in Abu Dhabi in March of two thousand and nineteen, which was an incredible opportunity. There was a couple other highlights that of opportunities that are part of that are in particular to your self-advocacy story. And we'll get to a couple of those in just a moment. But first I thought 
just to kind of make it a little bit easier for the, the listeners, we'll cover the first, and then and then I'll introduce the other opportunities that are part, that are particular to yours to your story. But first, share with us. And I am dropping my notebook. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen when we're live. But tell us, give us a, a few highlights from that experience. I believe um, uh, the Humans of New York, that guy from the Humans of New York, um, I guess it's a, it's a Brandon, Brandon, his name Brandon, is Brandon. Yeah, I think Emily said that, I guess he, he he was also in addition to talking to you. He also was going to, I think, talk to me as well. But I guess he must have went out of time. Um, but share with us a few highlights from the first couple. Well, we a little bit. Share with us a, a, a few highlights from our time together at the World Games in Abu Dhabi in March of two thousand and nineteen. I am so glad you mentioned that, Daniel, because going to Abu Dhabi was incredible. My platform as an SSIGM is health, and I had the opportunity to be a part of the largest inclusive health forum in the world. It was so incredible. Um, I got to co-MC with another with a, one of our fellow SSIGMs, Niasha, from Zimbabwe, Africa. And it was so much fun. It was so neat to see so many people there who were concerned about the health of individuals like you and like me. That really touched my heart. It's so impactful to see how many people want to change the disparities that so many individuals with IDD face health-wise. Yeah, yeah, it, that's something that I think you know, we should mention. Should mention just like you took part. Um, I don't think either Hannah or myself could participate in that uh, health forum that you that you and and uh, 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 Asha. Uh, um took part in because we had another event to go to. Uh, that's where those like. We were going to join you guys at that, <laughs> but like, you know, those like all these last minute events that like we'll pull it into when we're at World Games. But just like you said that you took that you and the Asha, um, both of you spoke at, uh, and uh, I look look forward to having him on this podcast as well because um, it's history. I- is is incredible as well, just like all of, all of our stories are. But just like you guys spoke at the world's largest health forum at World Games in Abu Dhabi, we should also mention. And people, if if people go to specialchronicles.com slash health, that's where they can get links to subscribe and listen to our health series um, yes. in, that we did um, last. Fall, I think that was um, what they loaned in. We'll mention now, just in case. Um, well, we should mention as well, just like that was the world's largest health firm. We should we should we should mention to everybody that Special Olympics is the world's loud. I'm I'm, I'm hope I'm getting this right. Is the world's largest health organization for people with intellectual 
disabilities. Is that right? Uh, I think. Yes. Yes, it is. Awesome. So, that statistics come from the most statistics come from. Hold on, just a minute. Okay. Um, the most statistics come from Special Olympics International. Awesome. So, uh, is, is there any um, other highlights from our time at Mode Games in Abu Dhabi that you, you want to share with our listeners? Or? As you mentioned, I was interviewed by Brandon from Humans of New York. That was a really great interview. He really touched base on my past, my present, my future. And it was really incredible. Kind of like we're doing uh, on this podcast. Kind of the same type of thing. I'm sorry? Kind of the same, kind of like what we're doing on this podcast today. Awesome. Uh, But I think one of the main highlights, aside from the Inclusive Health Forum, was getting to be at the World Games. I have never been to them before to compete. But just getting to be there was so incredible. I have lived in the Middle East before. I lived in Bahrain for four and a half years, which is a tiny island on the map off the coast of Saudi Arabia. And it was so like going back home. So for me, it was like saying, hey, I'm back, but for (laughs) a different purpose. Yeah, awesome. I think the best part about that was the opening ceremonies and seeing so many countries from all over the world coming together for one common goal, the competition of sports. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was an incredible experience. And even like at the open ceremony when, when we all, I think, um, which one of us was, it wasn't one of us, but one of two, but who was speaking it, um, it was. Asib. Asib, that's right. I yeah, Asib was speaking, but then um, the rest of the nine of us were all in like a half circle on the yes, stage. Yes, I remember that. That was, that was really really cool. Yeah, I think one of our Illinois staff who was there for, with our USA team took a picture of that, and I think my dad shared that on his Facebook page, and like I think he, I think it was like a lot of our family and friends will comment in because. Even though as much as we would have loved to have been competing, we were there in a, in a messenger role, in a Southern Tribal International Global Messenger role involvement, more of a speaking role. And I think to be on that global stage, well, just like all the opportunities that we have as SSI GMs, but to be, especially at the World Games, to be on really, like, when we say global stage, we we don't mean just like any like we were physically on a stage. We were physically on a global stage because there was what 190 countries there in that yes. stadium. Yeah, yeah, and I see what you're saying, and you're right. It was just incredible to be there. Yeah. That was like the big highlight for me. The Inclusive Health Forum was yeah. huge. Humans of New York was huge, yeah. but just being there is just. And also having the opportunity to meet celebrities yeah. such as Nicole Scherzinger. Yeah, oh, Apollo Ono. is a famous singer yeah. from here. She is from awesome. Hawaii. Awesome. And she was the voice of Moana's mom from the Disney movie Moana. I had the opportunity to not only 
meet her, but I got to sing for her too. Which one was she? Who did you meet? Who was the, the, the voice? In- uh, her name is Nicole Scherzinger. She was the voice of Moana's mom. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, so, so many incredible opportunities that uh, of meeting, from meeting celebrities to speaking at inclusive health forums to um, being on that global stage at the opening ceremonies. Um, but let's let's move on. So this is not too long of, 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 of an episode, but... Um, as we, as again, and I, I love that, that phrase that you use door of opportunities and, um, I'm going to try to use that phrase a little bit more because it, it, it's an incredible, I think it's a, it's an incredible image that as much as we have people watching this live stream, people watching the video of this episode of this podcast, as much as people could watch and see us, they see us virtually um, but we are, audio podcasting is kind of a little bit more of my interest. So when we have people listening to us, whether they're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or Pandora, wherever we'll, they're listening, and <laughs> we should mention that when they participate in the Sona Move Challenge, then they can be listening to us. They can listen to 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 all voices right now when they are actively participating in the Sona Move Challenge. So, <laughs> kind of less. We, 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 nice we, point. That's yeah. awesome. But that 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 image of that door of opportunities as we walk into another door of opportunity to another opportunity that you that is particular to your self-advocacy story, Renee, and that is at the Hyannisport conclusion of the 50th anniversary of Special Olympics in July 2019, um, that, that you you and, I want to say, Niasha also was yeah, there? Yeah, Niasha was there. That's, yeah, yeah. So that you guys took part in, Tell us a little bit about that experience because Tim Shivo and, and his whole family was there and I think Robin Roberts was there and from Good Morning America and uh, ABC and there was um a, a, a lot of the other global ambassadors were there as well. But uh, tell us briefly about that experience. That was truly an incredible door, something I never saw coming. And to celebrate Eunice Kennedy Shriver, the woman who began it all years ago. I don't remember the actual number, yeah. um, but 52 years 50. ago was just such an honor. It was an honor to be there with the Kennedy Shriver family, to visit with Tim and his family, and to just be included you know, in a way, we are a part of the Kennedy Shriver legacy. Yeah. We, uh, we are a part of, as we say here in Hawaii, Ohana. We are a part of the Ohana, which means family. And it was such a huge opportunity. Um, I gave a speech, an opening speech, the first night there at the place, and you'll love this, at the Kennedy compound, where our own president, John F. Kennedy, 
gave his first president speech. Awesome. Awesome. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing that there was an incredible opportunity. And you you mentioned that we are part of uh, Eunice County Tribal's of the tribal legacy that we are part of the Hohana, as you said, family. Um, brief side note, there was a new movie on Netflix that just came out called Finding Hohana. I think that's the name of the movie. Oh, it's a new, I've never heard of it. It's a new Netflix movie that just came out, I think a month ago or this month. We'll have to check it yeah, out. I it's, do have streaming. So. Yeah, it takes well, place in Hawaii. Yeah. It was I, I, a friend of mine wrote a review of it on her blog, and I, yeah, it's amazing. I, I'm pretty sure it's called Finding Hohana. It definitely has Hohana in the name of the movie. I think it's Finding Hohana, but yeah. You know, it's interesting that you should bring that up because Ohana family is very, very important here. Yeah. It doesn't matter what culture you're from or whatever, everyone here is Ohana. In fact, in Special Olympics, Hawaii here, you are a part of the Ohana. Awesome, yeah. Hopefully, um, I, I know in addition to you and your whole family, we have other listeners as well to our podcast that are from Hawaii. Um, like, And some just, some listeners, some of our Hawaii listeners just find us by doing a search on Google. But I, I would love to, uh, I've 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 never been there before, but I I would love to to visit and maybe even do a a a, um, a live podcast on location uh, from Hawaii someday. Ooh, that would be great! You are always welcome here. Yeah. Um, anytime you pop by, just let me know, and I'll greet you with a lay. Yeah, a lei awesome. is a flower necklace that awesome. is given in greeting as a way to say welcome to our Hawaiian island. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I'll definitely l- let you know. And I mean, it'll be neat to even do some, like if, if, if there's some, um, um, so high event or something, we could do a, a, a live, uh, uh, a live studio audience podcast from Hawaii. Uh, that would be absolutely incredible. And I forgot to mention that in Hyannisport to backtrack. Yeah. 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 Backtrack. Yeah. To, I had the opportunity to meet Vanessa Williams. She's yeah. also a famous singer. Yeah. Um, I only know her from the Disney movie Pocahontas. She sings Colors of the Wind at the end credits. And we had the opportunity to sing it together as a way to promote inclusion. Awesome. And that was a lot of fun. Is there, is there a video of that, of you singing with Vanessa Williams? Or? Absolutely. Yeah, because so so maybe um later on the Special Chronicles Facebook page or on our Twitter page, maybe we can share a, a link to it later. I'll get that to you as soon as this is over. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So so um um uh, if you're listening to this podcast, folks, we will if you follow um, Special Chronicles on Facebook or Twitter, we will share a a, a, a link to it a little bit later. But what? What, what what was that like singing that uh, that song um, with Vanessa Williams? That was truly incredible. I never saw that coming. And Pocahontas is one of my favorite Disney movies. In fact, she is my all time favorite Disney princess. So getting to sing a song that I've known since my childhood. I was actually ten years old when that movie came out. 
I got to see it in theater, in the theater. And so just getting to sing a song that I've known my whole life was just incredible. Awesome. I loved it. Awesome. So let's move on now. And as, as we continue to... Um, we've got a little bit more left of your self-advocacy story. Um, I know there's a, there's, there's a lot to cover in this episode, but good thing about this podcast is people can pause and come back to it later. Uh, and so <laughs> you don't have to listen to all in one sitting. Um, but uh, as we, as, as uh, um, listeners, as you have that image of that door of opportunities, we, we're going to walk into another not 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 in we're not gonna walk into the door we're gonna walk through i should say let's just make sure the listeners know we're not gonna walk into the door we're gonna walk through another door of opportunities uh and that is when we when we walk through another door of, of opportunities to the bank of america the um one of our the big portals of our, our big partners of our athlete leadership programs. They filmed, they, they did a video and maybe um, you can share that video with me again. And again, on our Facebook and Twitter pages for special chronicles, we'll, we'll also share that video with our, with our listeners, but they filmed you. Uh, I think, I, I believe that they interviewed you, but they m- much more than that. Bank of America professionally filmed you with an incredible opportunity of singing at a Red Sox baseball game uh, in Boston. Um, Yes, I was invited to speak to their employees about the importance of Special Olympics. I hopefully, I think I may have recruited some who wanted to be Special Olympics Massachusetts athletes. Fingers crossed for that. And yes, they... I had this amazing opportunity here again that I never saw coming, and that was to sing the national anthem for the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. And that was such an incredible experience. I confess that I was scared. I mean, who wouldn't be? But it was so incredible because, as I mentioned earlier, my dad's entire family, himself included, is from Boston. And so it was like, a big family reunion. I'm just so forever grateful to the Bank of America who have been lifetime supporters or longtime supporters of Special Olympics and just the opportunity to share with everyone that I'm not just a person with an intellectual and developmental disability. I am a singer. And here is my chance to show it to you, to share my gift with you. Awesome. Well, you have an, in what, you have an, an incredible voice that, that we, um, not only as, as us as IGMs have had an opportunity to witness, because you also sing at the Coca-Cola luncheon that we had, um, but uh, what now I'll global audience of listeners can listen when we, again, um, folks listening um, go check out uh, Special Chronicles on Facebook and Twitter, and we'll we'll share these the these links to these um, videos of of Wene singing um, at the um, at the Red Sox game in Boston, as well as singing with Vanessa Williams. But is there any um, other highlights from our first? Again, we are only what two years 
we've only uh, uh, <laughs> two two years into our now. I believe I believe all ton of us will be have a a fifth year in the end of 2023. I so, signed up for it. I'm hoping you did yeah, too. Yeah, I did too as well. So now, um, so hopefully our other fellow SSI GMs will sign up for that for that fifth year. Um, but from the first two years of our SSI GM, there we go, for our first SSI GM, tell, tell us, is, is, is there any other highlights from the, the first couple of years that you want to kind of come to the top of mind that you want to share with our listeners? I think the biggest highlight for me is the privilege to be an SSIGM. Mm-hmm. The honor is just so amazing. I'm so honored to light the way towards inclusion. Inclusion is something that we are all striving for as individuals with IDD Inclusion in all aspects of life, uh, school, work, sports. It's something that we are always striving for and will continue and are continuing to strive for, pandemic or not. Awesome. I, I love that you're given a lot of, in addition to that dull opportunity image, the light the way towards inclusion. There's a lot of these images and hopefully when people are listening to this episode of, of this podcast of your self-advocacy story, I I love that image of light the way towards inclusion. Uh, and that speaks to a lot of with our law enforcement toast one and, and, and they eat the flame of hope or like, so if, if, if you ever come visit um, Chris and me in Chicago, um, the eternal flame of hope, at where the first games, first the first games took place, um, an incredible opportunity to to be there when it was lit for the first time, which was um, even with it being a downpour of rain, was still an incredible uh, opportunity. They were still able to lit it, to light to light it, but that it maybe share with us a little bit more. Um, and we're coming up again at an, another half hour mark, so we'll, we'll take another short, not not a long, another short sponsor break. But that image that you said of the of how you of of how we as have the privilege of being Southern Tribal International Global Global Messengers, and in that privilege privilege as us as IGMs, we are light we light the way towards inclusion. Speak briefly about that image and how you think it relates to the flame of hope, to the eternal flame of hope that we have that that lights that literally lights the stadiums of all games, of all events, of all competitions. That it literally lights the way, and kind of how how does that eternal flame of hope that that flame of hope how it lights the way, how, how, do, how, is, how does that connected what, what, what we'll get to the first week of March of, the, of how spread the world to inclusion, how that theme of connection, but how the, how, there's a lot of connections that we have with these doors of opportunities, but how does the eternal flame of hope, the flame of hope, 
How does how does how is is how what's the connection between that flame of hope and how we uh, how we as us as IGMs light the way towards inclusion? How are those two connected? Well, I think of Eunice and how she lit the world on fire with her passions. We have a privilege and a responsibility as leaders to continue with this passion. I believe that Eunice Kennedy Shriver, the founder of our organization, she lit the torch. She paved the way. And it's our job, our responsibility as SSIGMs to keep that torch lit and still continue to pave the way. As we all know, Inclusion Week is coming up and the theme is connection. It's important, especially I would say essential to the human way of life to stay connected. And, you know, we never really thought about it until COVID-19 hit. And so everyone was trying to find some way to stay connected. And Special Olympics, I'm just blown away by how they took a stand. They immediately said, okay, how can we make sure that the athletes are still connected and still involved? I would say they did a really amazing job and it's all thanks to you and it's Kennedy Shriver yeah. who have lit the way. Absolutely. I, I love that, that image where we light the, the way towards inclusion, the image of the flame of hope, the eternal flame of hope light in the way of how our founder Eunice Kennedy Shriver lit the world on fire it's it's a powerful image that if our listeners, when they're listening to us right now on this podcast, take that image and reflect on it for a little bit. Um, if you get anything out of this of the of Renee's self advocacy story, anything a part of our conversation today on this podcast, anything out of this conversation, we hope that you will take that with you and use it to make a difference and to really light light what you are doing to make you the listener are doing to make a difference to follow in the footsteps of us as SSIGMs, Winnie and myself and follow us and really light join us in lighting the way towards inclusion and uh Follow Eunice Kennedy Shriver and lighten the the one on fire. I think also what you said of that that legacy that we have, that we are a part of that legacy of Eunice Kennedy Shriver, and that just like Eunice, over what fifty two years ago, I think fifty two yeah. over fifty two years ago, lit the wood on fire. We as a part of as SSI GMs that are part of that legacy, we are as well lighting the wood on fire as we continue to light the world on fire towards inclusion. Absolutely. And just so the listeners know, the inclusion revolution is still underway, pandemic or not. Like you said, Daniel, let us continue to strive for inclusion. Let us continue to carry the torch that Eunice Kennedy Shriver carried 52 years ago by lighting the way for not just us here in the U.S., but the entire world. Absolutely. And speaking of that, um, we um, this is so powerful. We're gonna bypass that next break, and maybe we'll push it off to the very end. Um, but speaking of 
lighting the way to lighting the one on fire, lighting the world on fire towards inclusion. Let's end the inclusion revolution, uh, which they heard a PSA doing those sponsor breaks that we took. But speaking of of that, why is it important for self-advocates or those with intellectual disabilities like you, Renee, and myself to share our self-advocacy stories, to share our journeys, to share our stories with the mainstream society like we do on these weekly podcasts and live stream videos on Special Chronicles? Why is it important for us to share our self-advocacy stories, to share our journeys, to share our self-advocacy stories with the mainstream society. Because it's important for us to share our stories because it is so important to break down the barriers and make a difference. When people don't understand something, they, when most people don't understand something, Some of them become intolerant, and we are trying to change that intolerance and change it to acceptance. Awesome. I loved what you said, um, especially what you just concluded with of how we are changing that intolerance of society. We're changing that intolerance of, of society and changing it towards acceptance. And it also speaks to if people go back a few episodes, and I forgot which episode number it, it was, but the episode that you and Hannah and I did yes. on um, dealing with intolerance in, in today's world, I think that statement of, of what you, you, you just said, of how we are changing the intolerance of society, of, of, of how we are... <laughs> Changing of, of how society it, uh, we are changing the the intolerance of society and changing it towards acceptance. That as, well, you said that statement a little bit better than I just did, but that <laughs> so maybe you might want to rephrase that for our listeners, but. That, I think, that sums up that conversation that we had with Hannah a few episodes ago. I have something simpler. Yeah. Intolerance equals division. It is the opposite of being connected. Awesome. We are looking to be united, like the United States. First, they were divided before the Civil War. And then Abraham Lincoln took a huge stand and united us. Awesome. That, I believe was Eunice Kennedy Shriver's goal 52 years ago. 52 years ago, individuals with IDD were put away in institutions, away from society, away from the world. And Eunice Kennedy Shriver, because of her sister, uh, Rose, Uh, Rosemary, she took a stand and said, no, this is wrong. We need to change this. We need to have these individuals out in society, and I will find a way to make certain that they are involved in sport activities. Awesome. Yeah, I, I loved what you, you said about how intolerance, and you pulled in some of that history of, 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 of 
of Mrs. Shrivel and how you said how intolerance equals division and how it's the opposite of being connected and how we are striving to be united. And just like we're part of the United States and how we are striving to be united, um, our chairman, Tim, Tim Shrivel, I believe he co-founded this new um, initiative called Unite. I think it's Unite.us. He has a new book mm-hmm. that he co-edited that's coming out called The Call to Unite. Um, but uh, if, we, if we, people just go to, I think it's Unite.us, and they can check it out. I think it he kickstarted it a year ago with a 24-hour live stream. But that, yes. that message that Tim has now with Unite, if you go to Unite.us, that ties in with what you just said about how we are taking that that how intolerance equals division and how it's the opposite of being connected. We're taking that, we're shoving that, pushing that off to the side. We, we're pushing that. We're pushing that. Just like we mentioned, that door of opportunity. We'll pit. We'll push in that wall of exclusion. We're pushing that wall of division and intolerance and and we're pushing that wall I mean that wall of division and intolerance and division down and we are building a society that is more united you're right and the short of it is divided we stand you divided divided I'm sorry I'm getting it backwards <laughs> okay. united we stand divided we fall and that is very important Awesome. Moving on, I would yeah, like yeah, to add move on. Yeah. a quote, a quote from President JFK himself. All of us do not have equal talent, but all of us should have an equal opportunity to develop our talent. It's exactly what I think about Special Olympics. Awesome. It's what it's all about. Awesome. Can, can you rephrase that for our um, listeners? President John F. Kennedy said... All of us do not have equal talent, but all of us should have an equal opportunity to develop our talent. Sorry if I went too fast. No, it's okay. And this is exactly what Special Olympics is all about. Opportunity to develop our skills, our talents, and share them with everybody. Awesome, awesome. And let's let, let's now move qu- um, quickly on so we can kind of wrap up with the last few things that we have as part of this conversation. Our guest again on the, the Sports Chronicles show is Renee Manfredi. We're showing her self-advocacy story on this episode 416 of the, of the Special Chronicles show right here on specialchronicles.com. Um, as a, we, 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 we mentioned earlier one of the, the leadership roles that you have in Special Olympics is that of becoming a health mes- a health messenger and a global health messenger um, as you did at, at, at the, um, the inclusive health forum at the inclusive health forum. So why is it uh, and like what, what you and Hannah did when we did that that inclusive health podcast series? conversation series uh, last fall. Why is it important for you and others and soon to be me uh, after this month of March 2021, but why, why is it important for us to become health messengers for special 
Olympics? Well, I believe it is important for individuals with IDD to become health messengers because there are a lot of health disparities and alarming health statistics that I never knew about till I was trained as a global as a health messenger that we have to face and change. My role as a health messenger, my platform, as I mentioned earlier, is to reach out to doctors and offer suggestions about how they can best treat their patients that have IDD. Some doctors, um, they misdiagnose a person's symptoms with their disability alone. That's called diagnostic overshadowing. And it's my role as a global messenger and Sergeant Schreiber International Global Messenger, health messenger, I believe, sorry, so many messenger roles. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's my role to offer different suggestions. And one of the suggestions that I try to offer to the doctors is trust. Try to build a relationship with your patient on trust and take a little extra time to listen to what is wrong. And try not to be so quick to base their symptoms on their disability alone. There may be something more to it. You just have to find it. Awesome. Well, let's. You know, I, I I loved what you said there. That and I, I I think that's something that as I become a health messenger and that other athletes can can really take with them of trust and really trust and what you said earlier about about having faith. Trust and have faith in the doctors. When we speak to these medical professionals, when we speak to these doctors, trust and have faith that what we, what as a health messenger, we are messaging, we are advocating, not only for ourselves, but people like us with ID, that we are sharing, that we trust and that we have faith in these, these doctors that they use the leadership, the leadership skill of listening and listen to us, listen to our health message as a health messenger. And when they do, then they will hopefully use that trust, that we will have that trust and faith that they will listen and then fully understand to be able to us, to us, accept and to fully include us in their medical practice. Absolutely. And the more health messengers we have, the faster we can make change. The more athletes are made aware of health issues, they can make changes and encourage others to make these changes too. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely the, the power I'm, I'm excited to, to add the health messenger role to my uh, messenger roles that we have in Special uh, Olympics. So now, why should those without disabilities, the, the mainstream society, listen to people like you and me and our fellow Southern Survival International Global Messengers, those of us with intellectual disabilities, why should they listen to us? Why should they listen to our stories? like they're doing right now on on this podcast. Why should they uh, listen to us? Uh, what what can they learn from us? Let me speak a little bit to that of 
of what the mainstream society like why should why what would your pitch to be what would your pitch to the mainstream audience of why should they listen to us well you know daniel that's a really good question <laughs> my hope is that individuals without idd will hear us they will hear that we have a lot to say we have gifts and talents and skills that we really want to share with them and that we are so much alike we all have our hopes and dreams we definitely have our struggles but we are all a part of society and it is important that they learn from us and help us try to find our way in society because society is big it's scary uh-huh. sometimes and we could use more help and the more we are connected the more there is acceptance and the stronger we are the stronger we are as a community awesome awesome well um a powerful words that, that you have shared and now thanks for sharing that those powerful words and those powerful words that you have shared that you have, you have just shared with us of why the power that that the mainstream society has in sharing all of listening to us, hearing our stories. Why should our listeners in the mainstream society listen to this podcast and listen to, and oh, I, I, I should say, what can our listeners, what can our listeners in the mainstream society by listening to this podcast, by listening to your self-advocacy story, your story on this podcast, what can they they learn from your story today. What can they learn from your story today? My hope is that they will hear my backstory, what I endured most of the time in school, and maybe hopefully try to reach out to those who may still be going through that today. Whether they have a disability or not, doesn't matter. You know, that's where the pledge of um, unified inclusion comes from. I mm-hmm. pledge to reach out to the lost, to the lonely, or maybe I'm getting that mixed up. But that's a very powerful pledge that I'm hoping individuals without IDD will take. And if they look around for just a minute and notice somebody maybe sitting alone in a corner, maybe they're crying, maybe they're angry about something, and take a few minutes to find out what's wrong, how can I help you, then that's breaking down a barrier. That awesome. is inclusion. Awesome. That's exactly what we're striving for. Yeah, I love what you said, how, how that is inclusion. That's breaking down the that barrier and how breaking down that barrier, by breaking down those barriers, how that is conclu- in inclusion, that is the inclusion, that's what the inclusion revolution, to speak to also what you said earlier, that is, that is how you light the way towards inclusion. So we hope that all of you listeners will share this podcast, whether you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Pandora, hit the little share button, share this episode. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, hit, hit the like and hit the share button and you can share it on social media or text it or email it to your family and friends and share this, this, this episode, share 
Winnie's story so you too can join us in lighten the way towards inclusion. And together you can walk through that door of opportunity with us when you get involved in Special Olympics. We've got a, a few more things left, and so we're going to try to keep this less, to, less than two hours. So we're, we're just about done. But tell us about the importance of of how you and me and our SSL Southern Survival International Global Messenger colleagues, how we are leaders in the inclusion revolution. I think it speaks to what 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 what, what we both have just said just a few moments ago of lighting the way towards inclusion and breaking down the barriers. But tell us briefly about the importance of how you and me and our fellow SSI GMs are leaders in the inclusion revolution. I I know that's something that Tim Shriver has has said of how we are leaders in the inclusion. Revolution, but tell us of why is it important for you and me and our followers as IGMs to be leaders in the inclusion revolution? Well, that is a really good question. Um, I think, as I said earlier, it's our responsibility to pave the way for change and break down barriers, not just in our own communities, but all over the world. And I think it's a highlight and important that people all over the world with and without intellectual disabilities, see us as the leaders that we are. Mm -hmm. That they don't look at us and see just our disabilities, but our ability, our ability to speak up for others that may not have found their voices yet, our ability to share our stories, and our ability to promote change and invite them to join the inclusion revolution. Absolutely. And... Speaking of that, of that being a leader of the inclusion revolution, uh, for those <laughs> one or few people that are watching the only live stream access, again, only an exclusive few of you that are, are uh, subscribers of our Special Chronicles newsletter get only access to this. But whether you are watching the only live stream access, so it'll be this this first week of March, or if you're watching this, if you listen to this later as a podcast, or later on demand, when we make it available on March 13th, it'll be a week ago. So whether it's this week or a week ago, depending on when you're listening to this, or if you're listening to this much more later than it was <laughs> the first week of March, March 3rd, the first week of March, 20, is spread the word to Inclusion Week. So you and I, along with Hannah, we wrote our SSI GMs blogs. I thought it was going to be a combo blog with all three of us, but I guess it's going to be individual blogs. Mine show, as of the time we're recording this, is not posted yet, but we will. it will hopefully be up soon. But yours is, is up already. So there's a link in the show notes where people can read your latest blog piece. And this... Which focuses which focuses on this year's spread the world to inclusion theme, this year's 2021 theme of connection, and really how everyone should spread the word towards inclusion, all all year long, not just this first week of March, but all year long. So talk to us briefly, and and I had a, I read it um, thanks to the Speechify app, which they don't sponsor. They're a non they're a 
non-sponsor, which means they're not a sponsor. They're a non-sponsor, a non but hopefully. But the, uh, I want to recommend for people like you and myself, with other people like us with with um, learning disabilities, want to recommend the Speechify app. It really helps you to listen to what you're reading so you can better process what you are reading. But with that, I read your blog and it was, I loved everything that you said. And you already kind of, I felt like now when people are listening to your story on this episode of this podcast and then they go to read your blog, you mentioned a lot of the same bits of your story in this latest blog piece and even in other blogs that you have written. Um, once again, if people um, are not following all um, blogs, I was going to say blogs. I don't, I don't have the link in front of me right now, but um, <laughs> then they, they already hold a little bit of kind of what you said, but talk to us a little bit about this latest blog piece that you wrote that is titled, um, I'm looking for the, I don't think I have it written down. I've, it's in the show notes. The it It's in the show notes, and that is about um, Spread the World to Inclusion Connection, this latest blog piece that you wrote. So people can go look in the description of this podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening to us right now. Just look in that link below, and, and you'll find, find it. But tell us about this latest blog piece that, that you wrote. Thank you so much. This year's theme is so timely after a year of trying to stay connected during COVID-19. Basically, that's what my blog is about. Inclusion is connection. Well, the theme for this year's weeks of inclusion is connection. For me, connection is like a never-ending circle. Without connection, without inclusion, um, what I'm trying to say is that inclusion and connection are tied together. Without connection, there is no inclusion. And I believe that it is essential to the human way of life to stay connected. This is something that we didn't really think about until COVID-19 hit. When that happened, people were told to stay at home. They were told to not be in face-to-face -face contact with their family, their friends. They were told to not go to work. And so people were striving for a way to stay connected with their family, their loved ones, and even work themselves. In Special Olympics, when this happened, they were like, okay, how can we make certain that our athletes are connected? Because many of them, so many of them are feeling isolated in society. And so how can we make certain they will not feel isolated during this difficult time? Well, they went over and above, I believe, through our virtual programs. They came up with virtual um, walks such as Sona Move, Sona Stride. Special Olympics Hawaii, my organization, came up with virtual fitness exercises, fitness challenges, and so much more. I even did some virtual cooking videos, and it was just so incredible, Zoom and virtual things have really, really soared, and they have helped us to stay connected. Awesome. Well, so once again, the link will be in the show notes, but it's it's so northamerica.medium.com. 
Uh, that's where you can find uh, not only uh, Renee's latest um, blog on Further World to Inclusion Connection uh, Week, but uh, my blog and Hannah's blog as well. It's all posted there. So go to sonorthamerica.medium.com, and uh, the, the link will be in the show notes. So what's what's one message, Renee? What's, what's one message uh, that... Uh, you would like to share with our listeners as we now kind of come to a close now with the kind of the final, the final few bullets. But what's one message uh, of um, people are listening to us? Um, this is a little bit longer. This is one of the the longest episodes that we've had um, this year of twenty twenty one. But what's 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 one message that you that you would like to share that kind of sums up your journey? Yo, that when he sums up your self advocacy story. That you have uh, so so um, so um, kindly have shared with our um, listeners today. Thank you very much, Daniel. Circling back to my advocacy, my advice is to learn about advocacy so your voice can be heard. Don't be afraid to speak up and don't lose faith. Awesome, awesome! I love that that um, uh, message. And now, this is the point of the show. You are listening to the Special Chronicles show right here on specialchronicles.com, where we get to all social media plugs of Will. And as you speak, I will try to put it up on the screen. So if you're, if you're watching, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen, go check out the video on YouTube. Um, just look up Special Chronicles and you'll find this episode with Renee. Uh, but so I'll put up on the screen for you all, but share with us, Renee, where can our listeners connect with you on social media as well as your local um, Special Olympics Hawaii, uh, so high program um, for you and your local Special Olympics program. Where, where can they connect with you um, if they want to get in touch with you? I can be found on, thank you so much, Daniel, for such a powerful opportunity this morning. I can be found on Facebook. And LinkedIn, I can also be found on WhatsApp, um, email, um, and Special Olympics Hawaii Facebook. And you can also follow Special Olympics Hawaii on Instagram and Twitter. And, whoops. And linked to the Fit Foods playlist in show notes description of the video. All right. Awesome. And once again, like you said, when if people want to find you on Facebook and Instagram, it's, it's just your name. Um, all E N E E M A N F R E D I. Um, they can just search for that on Facebook and LinkedIn and mm-hmm. your email again, all E N E E M at S O H A W I I dot org. Oh, there should be, and A. Oh. H-A-W-A-I-I. For the email. Yes. Did I misspell that email? Yeah. <laughs> it's S-O-H. We, we, we should have double-checked that in the pre-show, but... I'm S- so sorry, I just noticed. Yeah, I know. <laughs> S-O-H. Hopefully it's right in the show notes. <laughs> we'll have to double-check that. S-O-H-A-W-A-I-I. A-I-I. Okay, there we go. So let's let's try that again. Once again, if you want to follow Wene on Facebook and LinkedIn, just search for it's at R E N 
E-E-M-A-N-F-O-E-D-I on Facebook and Instagram. It's just your name. All, that's simple. <laughs> all e at all e n e e m a n f all e d i to search for um, Wene Manfredi on Facebook and, and LinkedIn, and her email if you want to get in touch with Wene. It's all e n e e m at s o h a w a i i dot org. <laughs> um, and her local program you can follow at Special Olympics Hawaii. Just search for that on Facebook, and you you can like and follow the page. And if you're on Instagram and Twitter, follow at S O H A W A I I at S O Hawaii on Instagram and Twitter. And whole Fit Foods playlist that link will be in the description. It's on YouTube, but there's a link to where you can watch all of our Fit Foods videos. And we want to remind you, you can follow Special Olympics North America on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and follow hashtag Sona Move. That's S-O-N-A Move. Uh, beginning on March 15th, you can follow Sona, hashtag Sona Move on social media to follow um, Renee and myself and Hannah and I'll, um, as we take part, beginning on March 15th for a couple months We'll take part in the Sona Move Challenge. Again, you can read Renee and mine and, and Hannah, all three of all, SSIGM blogs on uh, com. And we'll brief, briefly mention, if you want to follow this podcast on the Special Chronicles show, you can connect with us on social social media uh, at Special Chronicles. All the links is all on specialchronicles.com. Um but you can email us feedback at specialchronicles.com and you can make a gift at specialchronicles.com slash give. But I just want to remind you that you can uh, visit, visit, visit this network, this podcast, this network at on specialchronicles.com. That's specialchronicles.com to uh, how to uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Vimeo, Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts, subscribe to our newsletter, subscribe to not just this podcast, but all the podcasts that we have on this network, specialchronicles.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, at Podmandan, P-O-D-M-A-N-D-A-N, at Podmandan. So those are all of our social media plugs for this episode. A question I usually end all my conversations with, and now we're, we're two minutes past the two-hour mark, so a little bit longer of an episode, but that's that's fine. I think people hopefully will learn a little bit from your self-advocacy story, Wene. But a question, ever since the Our W Daily show that um, Ian and I did when we were at World Games, a question I usually end my conversations with is, what does inclusion mean to you? So I'm going to ask you that as well. What does inclusion mean to you? That's a very good question. Inclusion means to me that we are included in all aspects of life, going to school, getting a job, maybe having a family. Inclusion is something that everyone in society with or without intellectual disabilities is striving for. We all want to be included. We want to be a part of society and have people accept us for who we are. Awesome. Awesome. Powerful words to conclude uh, uh, your uh, self-advocacy journey, your self-advocacy story. Our guest is Wene Manfredi calling in from Hawaii right here on the, the Special Chronicles show on specialchronicles.com. 
What's one message in if you were in an elevator with um, someone and you only had the amount of time of depending on, I guess when whatever somebody says elevator speech, you know something that Emily Klingo taught us during our SSIGM training. Um, I guess when you think of an elevator speech, it depends on how long you're in the elevator for or how many flows you are going up in the elevator. If you're going up on a big building, you, you, your elevator speech could be a little bit longer. If you're going up one flow, it could only be like, so I guess it depends on how, I just thought of that now, but it depends on, you know, how many flows you're going up on the elevator. But with that, as we come to a close on this episode, 416 of the Special Chronicles show, What's one message in a few words, about 35 words or less, which in journal in journalism, that's, that's the lead. That's the first paragraph of a news story. So in about 35 words or less, what's one message about your self-advocacy story, Renee, your self-advocacy story that you could share with our listeners? In about 35 words or less, what's one message that you can share with all listeners and where do you leave our listeners with? Well, it's hard to be an advocate, especially when you may not know what being an advocate is. I still had, I didn't know what it was till I learned about the Hawaii Self-Advocacy Advisory Council or SAC. And it was there that I learned that advocacy means that you learn to speak up for yourself then later on down the road, you learn to speak up for others. And I personally think that's a lot easier than speaking up for myself. That's something I'm still working on. But then the more you develop your confidence, the more later on down the line that you have the confidence not only speak up for others, you can speak up for your community and hopefully try to make a positive impact in the lives of so many with intellectual and developmental disabilities. My hope is that others with ID would be inspired to find their voices and learn about advocating for themselves and others and their community as well. Awesome. Awesome. Um, I'm just jotting down a few notes here. Um, but I, I love that, that um, um, message. And maybe if we have somebody from SOI or somebody from one of our programs, they could edit a few of these clips. I made a few notes in, in here. So maybe we can have somebody take this, this, the video of this episode and edit a few clips and that we can maybe share on social media to promote, to get people to listen to the full episode. But if, if we share a few of these clips, then maybe people will see a short clip of our conversation and then they will want to hopefully listen to the full episode of our time together today. Yeah, that's a great idea. As we come to a close... Um, let's get our guest has been Renee Mifredi calling in from Hawaii sharing, sharing her self-advocacy story right here on the, the Special Chronicles show on specialchronicles.com share with us and I'm sure this won't be the last time that you'll be on this podcast program but share with us you know, final thoughts on your overall time here today on the Special Chronicles show show See, we, we've been on this episode for a little over two hours now, and I'm already, my, my, I ran out of coffee, and I apparently need to get some more coffee so I know what I'm saying. But anyways, um, 
share with us, share with our listeners, final thoughts on your overall time here today on the Special Chronicles show. I think this is such an honor. This is such a powerful platform, Daniel, and I'm very, very impressed by how you came to be a podcaster, how you continue to inspire others through your podcasting and want to know more about your fellow Special Olympics athletes from not just the U.S., but all over the world. Mm -hmm. This is just super incredible, and I'm so honored to be a part of it. Awesome. Yeah. It, oh, did, and in short, ahui o until we meet again. Awesome. Well, it's, it's been an honor to and a joy to, to have you on. Finally, I know it took us a little while to set up our time together today because um, when we – when we both walk through multiple doors of opportunities as Southern Tribal International Global Messengers, our schedules are pretty demanding. Um, and so um, thankfully we were able to find some time together on this Sunday, February 28th, 2021. Um, but when you, most people will be listening to us in the second week of March or Anytime, because you can listen to podcasts anytime on demand. So thanks again for those words about about Special Chronicles and for taking the time to come on the Special Chronicles show. Thank you so much for having me. And I understand the time difference doesn't really help. No, no, it it doesn't. But um, (laughs) um, thankfully, we're able to still kind of deal with the the time difference to... uh, um, Thanks for getting up early to be a guest on this podcast program on SpecialChronicles.com. Thank you. So this int- was so much fun. Until then, um, I was going to try to say goodbye in Hawaiian, but it's... Oh, that's aloha. Aloha. Okay. So let's, <laughs> in the spirit where you are calling in from Hawaii, let's uh, conclude the show and... Um, you are listening to the, the Special Chronicles show while you're on SpecialChronicles.com. Our guest sharing her self-advocacy story is my uh, as, uh, as Southern Tribal International Global Messenger colleague, Renee Manfredi. And until um, we see you again, Renee, and we, we, until we see all of you listeners on the, this next episode of the Special Chronicles show on SpecialChronicles.com, uh, aloha. 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 Until next week, we mimble choose to include Special Chronicles giving respect and a voice to people with special needs.